0: Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions.
1: And a young man came and he was screaming, crying. My grandpa came out and he saw this young man's hands were chopped off and he said, George, can you please come so that we can help him? I was afraid because I knew that was going to be um, my fate. I looked for a piece of cloth, tied up his hands so that um, we can stop the bleeding and put a piece of cloth around his neck so that he can have a, a, a good control, a good balance of his body. And I went back into my hiding, and I was crying, and I made a vow to God, Lord, if you can save me from these rebels, that they do not chop off my hands, I will serve you till I die.
0: And George Torre did just that. In part one of our story, Hands for God, we learned how God preserved George's hands from being chopped off by the rebels, on two separate incidences, and how he determined in his heart to serve God. He and his family managed to escape as refugees to the neighboring country of Guinea, yet hardships continued to plague them, out of work, with no contacts and no outside assistance. Their family eked out a survival by crushing stones to use in construction, while his wife sold sweet desserts for pittance. Then he stumbled across a group of fellow countrymen from Sierra Leone, and they were building a house. But they couldn't offer him a job either. He persisted, offering his services as a builder for free in order to make friends and perhaps gain employment in the future. Then the owner who had hired the crew saw George and quizzed him about his building experience and offered him a job building another house. George continues his story there in part two of Hands for God.
1: The owner of the building came. He saw me doing stonework. It was very nice and neat. He was impressed. And he said, are you not one of the laborers? I said, yes, I'm doing a labor job, but that is not my profession. I did building and construction. That is my profession. But because I'm a refugee, I don't know anybody. So I can do anything to put food on the table so that my family can have something to eat. And he says, can you build a house? I said, yes. What kind of house do you want me to build? I can build it for you. And he says, okay, I have another house to build. If you are here with them, I will give you um, next job to do, a contract to do. But I want to finish this one first. So if you can stay with your brothers, whenever I'm ready, I will call you. He said, okay, for me, it was like just trying to encourage me to do his work free of cost. After five, six months, he called me. I want to start my building. Can you do it for me? He told me to make an estimate and to make a sketch for his house. I said, yes. And uh, I went there. We did this survey and I, I sketched a plan for him. And the work went on well. Every day he would, he would come around and look at what is happening. And he would come with his friends. And uh, for him, he had got a cheap labor, And so it was like using me because I do not know anybody. But I thank God because um, he introduced me to a lot of people. A lot of people like his friends, they came and they saw the job and they were impressed. And so some of them gave me contracts to do for them. And that was how our life was changed. I was able to send my children to school and um, able to put food on the table and to rent a house where we can live. So when we went to Guinea and um, I accepted the Adventist faith, the church asked us for volunteers for Global Mission, and uh, I volunteered to work for Global Mission for three years, and we were thinking of returning back to Sierra Leone, our home country, and uh, Pastor Mark Kuhlman and uh, Freddie Coker came and says, who would like you to work with EFM? So oh, well, we want to go back, but... um, let us pray about it. If it is the will of God, then we can serve with you. And uh, we prayed. And my wife said, Do you remember the vow that you made? That you want to work for God? And this is the opportunity that God is giving you to serve Him. And so we accepted the call, we went to a free year, we worked with the SUSU project for about um, 15 years. And uh, then we moved over to Kankan to start another project for EFM with the Malinke people. We worked with them for one year and we created a small group. And finally we were asked to move over to Mali where we work now with the Bambara Malinke people in Mali. And so we are doing a lot of stuff with them. The women, uh, we're teaching them how to make tie dyeing and soap making so that they can be self-sufficient and they can help with um, um, the day-to-day running of their own. Today, I want to be thankful to God for what He is doing in my life. He took me from the fire to become a missionary, reaching out to others so that they can hear the Word of God and give their lives to Him. Even when we are unfaithful, God is always faithful to us. And he kept his promise. My answer are not chopped off. I'm in his service, and I will die in his service. Please pray for us as we um, continue the work of God. That God will give us um, his direction and wisdom as how to bring many unto him. As for me, I don't want to say too much of things because I don't have so many words to say thanks to God for what he has done in our lives. My husband really promised to work for him and I didn't make any promise, but with my husband and I accepted to work with him until the end of my life. So for what he's doing in our lives. I don't have nothing to say but to say thank you for bringing us up to this point that His blessed hand is upon us and my whole family and people are seeing the glory of God upon us. Just want to say big thanks to Him.
0: George and Teresa Torre have seen God working in their lives as they keep their promise to serve Him. Perhaps God is calling you to mission service to unreach people in places where they will never hear about Jesus unless someone goes to tell them. Why not take the same step the Tories took and dedicate your life in mission service? Adventist Frontier Missions can help. Simply point your browser to afmonline.org and select Serve from the top menu. You'll be able to discover how you can join other missionaries in countries still in desperate need of the gospel message. While you're there, browse through a list of mission opportunities currently offered. And don't worry if you're feeling somewhat unready. AFM also offers a top-tier mission training program each summer to prepare you to be best able to meet the challenges that our frontier missionaries face. And the home team? Well, they support you every step of the way as you work in foreign lands. Pray about it. Check it out. Just go to afmonline.org and select the Serve tab. Now for the conclusion of our story, Hands for God, as George explains how he is reaching out to his Muslim neighbors and how you can help.
1: We are using a lot of ways to reach out to the people. We're using um, medical evangelism. We help them with minor cases. And for cases that are very serious, we we'll refer them to um, the local clinic. And we take care of the bills and help them so that they can recover from their illnesses. And also, we are reaching out um, in um, public evangelism. We are doing also, um, house-to-house, door-to-door evangelizing. We talk to people, and if they have interest in studying the Word of God, we can um, schedule the time for them that we can meet to study the Word of God. And presently, my wife is uh, teaching the women how to do tie-dyeing and soap-making. We have 25 Muslim women that are coming every day into our house. Every um, Sunday and Mondays, they will come and she will teach them together with another brother that is helping us from the church. And they love it. And this way, we're reaching out to so many Muslim women. And as we go along with the tie we also have a Bible study with them. We also um, introduce health message, which is really, really interesting to them. And they want to know more. Please pray for these women that the Spirit of God would move in their hearts that they will give their life to Jesus. We are having worship in our our house. This is an old house that was built by a missionary and there are cracks all over and uh, the roof is falling apart. We want to have a place where we can gather together as believers to worship God and uh, we want to have a place where in um, our lives will be secured so that um, anybody that is coming, they will be secured and they will have confidence that, yes, we belong to this particular church. And in Africa, what I see among these people, they want to belong to something that is concrete. Once they see a church building that is up, they want to get related to that thing and they put their confidence that, yes, this is serious. But without seeing anything that is concrete, having worship in the house, that that is not um, actually convincing them that this is something that we are serious with or this is something that will last forever. So we are appealing to you out there if you can help us with the renovation of our house or if we can have a new church building where we can meet every Sabbath to worship so that the Malinke people Will believe in the Word of God and they will show more interest in studying the Word of God. sha We want to say thank you to all our donors that are supporting us financially, um, spiritually and morally. We appreciate you and um, we pray that the good Lord will bless you abundantly. And we also want to appeal to those that are listening to this right now. If you want to be part of us, you can give and uh, you can go as a missionary to serve or you can pray for us. And we thank you so much for what the Lord is doing to you so that the Malinke project and the Malinke people can be a part of God's kingdom. Thank you, and God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. God bless.